I'm Chris Ronzio. Welcome to Organize Chaos. Welcome to Organize Chaos. Take a page out of other business leaders' playbooks and get candid advice from Chris Ronzio. People, processes, productivity, and how to organize your life around it all. In addition to Chris Ronzio and CMO of Trainual, Jonathan Ronzio being brothers, they're both multifaceted in their career endeavors and personal lives. Jonathan is also one of two hosts on a podcast called The Stokecast. They invited Chris on for an episode and as a result had a great conversation that fans of this show will be sure to appreciate as well. It's a well-rounded chat about their relationship as brothers, Chris's entrepreneurial journey, how he has managed type 1 diabetes since age 7, and pushing the boundaries of his personal growth. So sit back and enjoy. One of the Hi. things that, that really stood out to me when you were, um, you know, you called me after you did the Ironman and like, I, I never even thought about it, even though we run together all the time. I never thought about like when you're out on that extended of a race, like I did my, um, I did my 50 K in, when was it? End of September. And like at every single aid station, I'm just chowing down on like M&Ms and pretzels and, you know, Nutter Butters and, and Gatorade and whatever else. And then realizing when you were telling me the recap of your race, like that's not an option because you have to track all this. So you can't get to an aid station and just fuel your body with what it needs for energy because m maybe that doesn't match with where your blood sugar's at. Right. I'm like, does someone have a salt tablet? That looks delicious. <laughs> oh, that sounds so terrible. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, so you, you got back into it and like, did you see, I'm always interested in this kind of transition of, of getting back into something and getting back into something like going to, into the outdoors, running, whatever it is. Like what were the direct benefits that you like really noticed after you started past probably like the first two weeks where, you know, it's just terrible getting back into anything and you're like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> like what were the direct benefits for you when you were, you know, getting back into it and now have gone beyond what you even thought you would do? I think the physical side was more gradual, but what was really exponential was the time I was committing to just listening to podcasts like this one and just learning and, and having ideas and creating content. And so when we launched Trainual, one of the big shifts for me was this isn't just a service business that I'm clocking in and doing consulting work for people or, you know, the other kinds of businesses I had had. This is a, a business that is really scalable. It's a software. It relies a lot on us marketing and spreading the message and being um, really candid and, and, you know, connecting with an audience. And so as I was running it was perfectly timed to where I would listen to an hour podcast or 90 minutes of a couple, you know, audio books and, and through running that just repeat the, whatever state my mind was in with the beta waves or something was just like ideas firing off left and right. And so I, would, you know, be take out my phone and I'm writing things down in Evernote. And then every time I'd come back from my run and I'd stop the, the run on Strava, I'd have this whole list of 
blog posts I wanted to do or, or, you know, business ideas, uh, for, for the company or something, I agenda items for the next meeting. And I think that was where I got way more of the benefit that was unexpected. So the, the physical side, just getting faster and stronger and shedding a little excess weight like that happened over time, but the benefit to the business was pretty immediate. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I know. I feel like I, I, I like barely listen to music when I'm running anymore. I just always am listening to podcasts or yeah, audiobooks. And I think it's just like, what a cool time that we live in that we can just listen to like these intimate conversations of like our heroes that we could never have done before. It's just <laughs> so incredible. Um, Isn't that so interesting the way that like the content consumption has shifted in the last, you know, three to five years, just the, the way that Wild. the way the way that people are, you know, not listening to music on a bike ride or a run, they're listening to people talking and like the the resurgence of radio. It's unbelievable that like that's what it came all the way it came back to. And even on YouTube now, like YouTube Red, people are just like they they listen to YouTube. They don't watch it. They just have it up because passive consumption is convenient. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Maybe next you'll be able to listen to podcasts or audiobooks with like a background soundtrack of the genre of music you like, and you can customize it. It's a good idea. <laughs> Let's write that down in Evernote that you just came up with a really good <laughs> the next business idea. Um, well, cool. So I, I think we've kind of skipped over like the the middle meaty part of like, you know, what happened after college up until a trade <laughs> right? I mean, you mentioned consulting and, and this is the part where I like I intentionally didn't do any research because I've heard about you and know of you and have met you from Jonathan, obviously. But like I want to, you know, hear it live, get the exclusive. So no, he, tell us he, a little bit went, about. He went right from uh, car washes, right from car washes to, to training oil. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, we can end the interview <laughs> then. So I'll see you later, man. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was a, it was an evolution for sure. So the video company, uh, it was called Event Video Company, EVC. That was through high, high school and college. And that was just another lesson in delegation because it started in high school with just a friend and I. And we would do events around the high school or the surrounding towns like our league and then some state level events. But when I went to college, we were doing events up and down the East Coast and uh, in, in New England where we grew up. And I couldn't go to all of them. So I had to find people on Craigslist at the, from the film schools around Boston and, and give them the instructions that they could go to the event while I was in class. And it, it taught me, um, you know, how to manage remote teams and how to use technology. And so it's just this constant experience. And so after school, um, the business had grown to the point where I was like neck and neck with all my friends that got real jobs. And I figured, well, I'm, let me try to make it. You know, I, I could probably fall back on, a, on getting a job, but but let me see if I can make something with this business. So set up a office in Massachusetts, North Shore, Boston, and hired a few employees. And we built a little team there and then um, really went all in on this, the, the company and and going from a full-time student to a full-time entrepreneur, the business just, you know, blossomed. Like we were getting events all across the U.S. And, you know, now at this point, Jonathan's in college, so he's not as available to, to do these things. So I had to find other people. And that's when I was bringing on uh, on on different teammates. We set up an office in, in California and hired like a production crew out there. And we did our distribution from the Boston office. And um, I ended up moving out to... Uh, Arizona because I wanted to be uh, on the West Coast for every 
thing going on there, whereas my operations director and Jonathan were on the East Coast. So that took me out to Arizona with my girlfriend, who's now my wife. We had been together this whole time. And the business was going through this interesting transition where, you know, we filmed youth sporting events all over the country. And in 2012, it was the iPhone started shooting in HD, which was like a game changer for, <laughs> you know, the, the industry. So parents now could pull their phones out of their pocket and shoot their kids, uh, you know, out, out on the whatever performance. And so I knew things were changing and our business was built around doing the biggest events where your your cell phone video from the bleachers was not as good as us in the center of the action but the the smaller events were getting harder and harder to turn a profit on so the event industry was just just changing a lot so at this time I was part of this entrepreneurship group and learning a lot about business and I got into uh, this this software idea Interrupt me at any time. I know I'm like droning on, but I, I got Keep into this. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this software idea where I thought, okay, people that are filming events, if the cam, if the price of cameras is plummeting, then anyone's going to be able to film an event. And what they really need is the distribution system, the platform and the, the, the site to be able to sell their videos. So I, I like bet the farm on it and put close to $100,000 into eventvideo.com, which I still own. If anybody would like to buy that domain from me, I'll just, <laughs> just put it, just putting that out there. Um, and I, I thought this is the future of the business. I'll get everyone to post their videos on this site. I'll turn all my competitors into customers. This is great. And then what I didn't expect is when I went out and shopped it around to my competitors, none of them wanted to put their videos on my site because they saw me as a threat on the production side that we would steal all their their customers. So it was a tough realization. And this, you know, again, one of these things that had to find the positive in this. And so um, the company, I, I first I tried to sell it to my operations director and then started talking to a competitor about selling it. They really just wanted the contracts. So we liquidated a bunch of the equipment. We sold the contracts to this competitor and then we took our software we had developed and ended up selling it to our biggest customer, which was U.S. figure skating. And so it was kind of this like hybrid, cool, you know, make the best of the situation uh, transition that got me into the next thing, which was consulting. That's mm. a, it's a, a really prime example of, of the cautionary tale of like, don't build it before you know they want it. Right. Oh yeah. That was a horrible decision. <laughs> Someone was in the office the other day and I, I was giving them that same exact advice. Like I wouldn't recommend putting a dollar into tech until you validated it extensively, you know, prototype it out, do it some offline testing. Hey, thanks for listening to Organized Chaos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review or share it with anyone in your network that you think could use this information. If you want to connect with me personally, please text me 480-531-8411 or connect with me anywhere on social at Chris Ronzio. Or you can connect with Trainual at Trainual, just like a training manual. See you next time.